The Dead Set Legends are up in a sec. And it'll be worth the wait. You don't have to wait for the Toyota Kluger. It's in stock now at Newtown Toyota East Big Park. Yeah, welcome along to Dead Set Legends. Leachy on the hosting side, and there's a good reason for that. Let's say a very good morning to Brett Taylor. Good morning, Leachy. How are you? Going wonderfully. Mickey Barlow is also in. Hey, Mickey. Leachy, Brett, yeah, we just can't get any continuity with the three of us at the no. moment. No. For good reason. We've got a great fill-in today. Greg Hire. Oh, thanks for having me. I've been in a late call-in a couple of times. I was yes. late calling in last night as well. I had to do a speaking gig at a Cottesloe Golf Club. Adam Simpson oh. withdrew. Cha-ching, I think, cha-ching. yeah, they called about eight people and I was the ninth. And you're welcome. Uh, I'll yeah. be, be buying a new couch. That's <laughs> Greg Hire would be the perfect Medi-sub at the moment, yes, the way he operates in, in his world. You're right, oh. though. We just cannot get any consistency no. in our team. And, Mickey, you're a coach. You know that consistency is important in a team. I'm a bit disappointed in Zave. When I had COVID... I just got the home kit, I set it up at home, and I just soldiered on so that I yep. could be part of the team. But he's yep. decided just to um, well, stay home. And what's he doing yeah. this morning? Well, he's genuinely sick. He's he's <laughs> sick uh, in terms of having you know entered health and safety protocols, but he's sick in the head as well. I've just seen a video of Zave Alice riding a child's horse naked. Mm. And <laughs> now I'm, I'm sick seen. having seen it. And Britt, you said you were disappointed. I'm not. I am all about <laughs> that. If we see more of Xavier Ellis in the Nud. No, no one needs that. <laughs> no, I, I actually think it's quite it. flat. I think it's quite flat. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought it was his better angle. I was <laughs> expecting a little bit worse. And I thought, mm. I'm actually going to message him and say, I reckon you've been working out, mate. Well done. Yeah, if you no, haven't hasn't. seen it, go on Zave's yeah. Instagram because you need to say, I mean... I'll give you a warning because you cannot unsee it once you've you, seen it. No, but you need you to have a look. Xavier Ellis 18 on Instagram. It is disturbing to say the very least. Mickey Barlow last night, a couple of challenges mm. at times from Collingwood, but the Bulldogs put the foot down and getting a pretty big win and just straightening the arrow a little bit. They're getting themselves back in the hunt. That they are. They're only percentage out of the eight at the moment. 14-15-99, the Dogs. It was a dominant performance, uh, Britt and Greg, in terms of right from the start, out of the centre square, forward goal, centre square, forward goal. Buku Kamas, the Ooh. new cult figure at the Western Bulldogs. They had love a night him, don't out. they? They do. And uh, it was all out of clearance early. Front half, I think 17 inside 50s in a row for the Western Bulldogs, which was curtains on the Collingwood Magpies night. It just looked dominant, like you said, but don't you love in any of the TV coverage or whatever, anytime Collingwood would kick a goal, they'd try to say they're coming back and oh, yeah. trying to keep the game alive. <laughs> I'm thinking, what? It's the role well, of the commentator you, you to should, do you that. Should, Britt, Britt, you should know this now that you're a boundary <laughs> yes. writer and a, and a well-esteemed boundary writer. Yes. Expert comments, commentary, it could be 100 points, but it's your job to say, well, sell hope to that mm. team that is losing, and that is the brief. I feel the like the boys play. here just call it like it is. And, and if, if if things are going woeful, they just say this is going woeful. Mm, mm. But yes, last night it, they did try to keep the game alive. Where oh, I think uh, it was very much. Well, they one did get side. back within four goals for a little bit yeah, there, I and know, they if, if the momentum went their way for sure, they could have got back into it. No, but, um, Leachy, that's garbage. They just never really looked like getting it. No. Greg, much, Greg how, did, how did you find it? Yeah, well, much talk's going to be about one. How well, we just spoke about handsome men, and that was David Beckham. Bazalinka mm. is good, and then his little uh, engagement with the crowd. BT had a crush on Bailey Smith, but rightfully so. I mean, <laughs> I'd like if my wife said, Oh, look, I'm leaving for him, I'd say, Yeah, fair enough. But the other <laughs> conversation is going to be around descent. Isn't he like 12? <laughs> Mickey Barlow. What are your thoughts? Because I look at it, and as a normal punter and not, not an uh, esteemed 
uh, established footballer like mm. yourself, what are your thoughts on what's going on right now? Well, well, let's hear a grab from Mark Howard, who called it brilliantly last night in terms of where it sits within the AFL. The dogs will try and reload here. Yeah, free kick against Degoe. He wants to not say anything. Oh, he's doing his best. But he couldn't contain himself. He held his hands out. Then he almost grabbed at his nuts as if to say, don't say anything. <laughs> sort of put his hands in around the sort of testicular region to try and not say anything to us, but he couldn't help himself, and it goes to 50. Now he's working blue. Well, he's just gone off. I'm an arm waver, Howie. I'd be in real trouble. Well, that sums it up, right? Well, a great grab from uh, Triple M's call last night of the match between the dogs and the pies. But last he's night, to grab his nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that well, if, you, if you're going to listen to the end, even though it's a blowout, that Mark Howard will give you great stuff yes. like that. But the descent rule is back in a big way, Britt, in terms of I think they have softened it over it. Um, it did burst onto the scene probably three or four weeks ago. It softened lightly, and I guarantee you within the four walls of the umpiring fraternity during the week, they've said let's clamp back down on anything where an arm leaves the body. And now it's back with a vengeance, mm. and now all we're going to hear all week is in media. Right now we're talking about it. Instead of talking about the game, you end up talking about this rule of descent, which is exactly what happened three weeks ago. Yeah, and Greg, I watched the, the grand final series in the NBL throughout the week. In terms of the way the coaches behave on the sidelines, oh. imagine mm. the rulings in terms of descent. So oh, I think we've gone far too far in the AFL in terms of this, this descent rule. We need to find a happy medium. I understand umpire... Um, you know, recognition and 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 creating a great look for the game. Oh, but don't abuse gre- them. But yeah, exactly. A hand mm. gesture isn't. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at the argument. Both matters. I go from that point, and the the rule is the right ruling. But is it right? You don't want to take the emotion out of it. I mean, even that. Yep, pushing the back and no doubt. But mm. just to even uh, put up your arms. I mean, I wave my arms all around all the time. I mean, there was a coach in Sydney King that kicked an LED screen and didn't even get a technical yes. foul. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at that mm. and going, mate, you just owed the club five yep. grand and now look what happens. <laughs> it, will, <laughs> it, it, it will cost a game soon. And, and as, as little as it was, and we've joked a little bit about the game being over for a long time last night, that Jordan Degoe moment mm. a- absolutely put a fork in, in the Collingwood side. So in, a, in, a, uh, in an industry where a 50-metre penalty is one-third of the field and can take you essentially from a non-scoring position to a scoring position, uh, this, yeah, will... We, we'll, We've got to tread very carefully with how we're adjudicating it because in terms of integrity around matches, uh, it's on thin ice. Mickey, does this filter down to the VFL? Do you have to have chats with your boys mm. about sort of containing themselves when it comes to umpire descent? Yeah, absolutely. So, And I was pretty aware across the summer that you know these rules were going to, to sharpen up and um, you know that uh, respect for umpires is going to be a high priority. So we were ahead of the curve. Unfortunately, we're, at the moment, we just can't kick straight, Britain can't... Uh, <laughs> Can't access the goals as much as the opposition, but we have got a responsibility to the players to you know, educate and explain and, and give examples, um, of which I'm sure the sides that play today and, and tomorrow in the AFL, um, Friday night sets a real tone in terms of what the umpires are focusing on. I've heard uh, recently that the umpires don't have a rule of the week. I tend to disagree on this uh, one. I think this, this is another is rule of the week. I'm imagining all teams before the games just doing a bit of meditation just to mm. keep keep their zen. <laughs> we talk about meditation. Anyone see a nearly fisticuff argy-bargy towards the end of the game? Oh, yeah. Mick, if, mm. if the siren goes, is it 4 <laughs> hell and 11 you go, yep, let's go? Or Because af- afterwards they're shaking hands and like, that was a bit silly, wasn't it? Yeah, they're, they're, they can be juvenile. Sometimes. That's unbelievable. <laughs> AFL football is a professional athlete. The children, aren't you, mate? Can, can act like juveniles. So once the siren goes, it's all happy days. They're all mates nowadays. Yeah. There's not 
a huge amount of animosity <laughs> between AFL athletes once that siren has sounded. But anyway, we, we've... It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. We've summed up a Friday night game all around the descent rule, which is back front and square. The doggies are up and flying. Mm-hmm. You know, they started the season horribly. They had a bit of stuff going on in terms of their coach and, and, and a few things outside of the football club off the green stuff. Now they're doing some good stuff on the green stuff. So the doggies, it's a watch this space on them. Mm, they are flying the Melbourne camp. They're taking on the bottom of the ladder. Eagles Sunday at 3.20pm at a very... Nostalgic place, I'd imagine, for this man. Our assistant coach, Troy Chaplin, joins us. The return to Optus Stadium, which would hold many a good memory. Yeah, look, thanks for having me on. Uh, it certainly does. I mean, Drew, we've flown over a little bit earlier. We came over yesterday and just driving from the airport past, it does bring back some good memories. And the boys have been talking about it this week in terms of it just feels like a home away from home. And uh, the Melbourne community and, and got around us, uh, sorry, the Perth community got around us last year and, and obviously we're coming up against the local team. So it's going to be a bit of a challenge for us, but we're really looking forward to getting back to a, a really special place that um, yeah, we're, we're fortunate enough to win mm. the premiership at last year. And we will have a look at the other side of the fence with the West Coast Eagles. They've had a week of turmoil. Uh, a few of their boys were out and about and having a good time, of which I'm sure a lot of your boys did after that premiership win. And maybe You're even, allowed to after the maybe, premiership win, Mickey. Yeah, maybe Things even are a little bit different then, though, <laughs> They were, they were. But uh, in terms of, of West Coast, I, I, I'd assume you'd be uh, preparing for a club under pressure and, and in this environment and in this industry, um, that can pose a significant threat. Yeah, look, it does, and especially against teams who, obviously, they've got a, a pretty large injury list and a fair bit going on with COVID, and they haven't been at their best, but when you look at their squad, they've still got, I think, 11 or 12 premiership players from 18 that are still going to be playing, so um, one of the, the things that we've spoken to our players about, it doesn't matter who you play against, where you're playing, you respect your opposition, and as you said, a, a team that's been under pressure a little bit through the media throughout the week. Um, we're certainly going to be coming out and playing pretty hard early. So we just need to make sure that we focus on what we can control and, and the way we want to play. And hopefully the scoreboard takes care of itself and we can, we can kick away. But we're preparing for what um, West Coast best football would look like. And we've, we've delved into that pretty deeply with our players this week to make sure that they're ready to go. How have you seen the first eight rounds? What's impressed you most about this Melbourne squad? Uh, well, I think probably the thing that impressed us most is just the way they came back initially through pre-season. Obviously, after winning the Premiership, you're not sure what's um, what's going to be motivating the guys. They've reached the ultimate success. But I think these guys really want to make sure that they do it in front of their home fans in Melbourne. Uh, so there's that one there. But probably each week, we haven't quite been at our best and, and teams are throwing something different at us, but our boys have been able to, able to adapt and... Last week, we really honed in on some things that we wanted to make sure we got right against the Saints, and that first half was was exactly the way we want to play. So every week, there's been something new. The players have adapted and learned from that, and yeah, hopefully it's going to hold us in good stead for the rest of the year. We've seen this week, Maxi Gorn being under a bit of an injury cloud throughout the whole week. Do we see maybe ease off on our beloved Eagles and, and throw him you know, back on the bench after half time and, and put in Luke Jackson in? Or, or what, how are we going to see that uh, be a problem? No, no, unfortunately, he's going to be playing a fair chunk of rough. <laughs> he, uh, it, was a, it was a little bit of a scare for us. We, he played pretty sore. Um, I think the incident happened early in the second quarter. and uh, We weren't sure how bad it was. We thought it was his PCL, but then um, he had a scan and that was all clear. It was just a little bit of a... Um, a joint issue with his knee, and yeah, within two days he was fine. So he'll play the bulk of it, but 
we know that what we can do with Maxi now is throw him forward and give Jacko a, a real chunk of work in the ruck. He's he's really grown the last two years, and we we trust him in that role. And if we need a different look in there, or hopefully the game's won and done, and we can give Maxi a bit more time forward and expose Jacko to a bit more ruck time. But Maxi will get first crack at it. Yeah, we'll just play as normal to start with. Chappie, I'm fascinated by one of your players who you and I we played uh, at the top level, and, and we had when it. Uh, had periods of our um, existence in the AFL where we were at underperforming clubs and losing sucks. Losing absolutely sucks. <laughs> Jake Bowie has not lost. Oh. Someone needs to give this guy a reality check. <laughs> oh, mate, it's incredible. And don't you worry, I've got, I've got Stephen May down in the back line who reminds him as well. And we just say to him, look, you, you got to understand that this is not normal, mate. This you, is not you it. Should have, you should have had a loss by now. But <laughs> I think the thing with Bowser is that he's just so grateful for the position he's in, like he's not, um, he's not arrogant. He's confident in his own ability, and that's what we mm. love about him. But there's no arrogance around him. He's very respectful of um, everyone at the club, whether it's staff or his fellow players, and and that's why we love him. We we love that little bit of confidence and um, humour he brings to the group because we've got a pretty serious group down in the back line. But um, they're pretty quick to remind him that mate, it's coming at some stage, and we don't want to, we don't want to see you. And um, all of a sudden go down the poop shoot. We need to make sure that you still stay the same <laughs> way, mate. And I, you say serious down in the back line. I played a bit of footy with Stephen May when the Gold Coast Suns were underperforming. And I can guarantee he was lethal. He, he was venomous. <laughs> and he's carried that on to Melbourne. Even uh, I read earlier this week, or it might have been last week, in terms of three minutes to go in the grand final. Grand final said and done and done and dusted. And he gave Christian Petrarca one of the almighty sprays, I'm led to believe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Track was, uh, I think it was when Taylor Dray was coming off with the blood rule. It was about five minutes ago and Track was pointing over to the bench because as coaches we'd made our way down to, to get around Goody and he wasn't even concentrating. And Maisie gave him an almighty spray. And Track turned around and said, mate, we've won. And he's like, I don't care, there's five minutes ago you played out. But as you know, like Maisie's <laughs> so competitive. And that's why we that's why we love him and that's why the type of player he is. But I will, will say he has mellowed a little bit. Like we've had to just shape him his, his leadership a touch. He, when he first got to the club he was pretty ruthless. Um, yep. but then once the players started to understand him and, and he understood them and the way to communicate with them, um, he's been fantastic for us. He's still it, it's amazing that in the back line I've got him and Jake Lever, mm. two opposite types of people. Mm. And the the amount of sprays that they give one another, I'm like, I've got to be careful they don't get too personal. Like, Maisie's always telling Jake, you don't play on anyone, you play on grass. Get on somebody. Like, Far out, like, boys. Scoreboard's in our favour. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> Mate, you said uh, you came in uh, a couple of days earlier, or earlier than you usually done. What has the uh, the prep been for you for you lads? Yeah, look, we um, we got told early. Oh, sorry, we, we got told after the game last week that we'd be coming in on Friday. So um, apparently, there's a, there's a few issues with Virgin and their staff at the moment. So flew over um, yesterday, and we'll train this morning. So we're just getting ourselves ready to to go and train. We'll have our line meetings in preparation. So uh, the boys will get a fair bit of free time uh, this afternoon, and then obviously the game tomorrow and head back out Monday. We 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 thought about getting the red eye, but um, the boys want to just make sure they get their sleep and, and recover that way because we've got a six-day turnaround next week. So there is a bit of downtime for the boys, but obviously circumstances have changed a little bit um, with COVID over here. So they've got to be just very mindful. With a fair chunk, I think majority of our boys have had it before, but um, we just got to be careful with getting out and about. We just sort of told them that if you're going to go for a walk, that's no worries, but just don't find yourself sitting in 
cafe or a restaurant. So um, there, there will be a bit of downtime for them, but they'll be fine. We all know, Mickey, they're all mm. red eye or hippie <laughs> club. We know what they're taking. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's uh, Troy Chaplin, Melbourne assistant coach, who's been good enough to join us on the Dead Set Legends. Good luck tomorrow, Chappie, against those Eagles. And uh, Jake Bowie, he might not have a loss after that one again. So thanks again. <laughs> No, no worries, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. He'll load up, and there he goes. This will be the game. It's time for Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Here we go. Now, the disappointing thing is, obviously, we were hoping it was going to be Team Mickey versus mm. Team Zave, and we had so much production done during the week, and we can't use it yet because Zave Ellis is not here. But instead, we have Team Brit and Team Greg taking on Game of Games. How are you two feeling? Um... Not great, if I'm being completely honest. I'm very competitive, and I just don't know if this is my forte. You'll be fine. Nah, no, I'm not good at this. <laughs> at all. We we had a we had a little pre-run before, and I was so off the mark. Like when we say so far, you were rolling with twenty, and the answer was two hundred. So so Leachy, that's a good sell for our callers to <laughs> yes. build the confidence in I terms of do they people. want do they want Greg to be part of Team Greg or do they want to be part of Team Britain? We'll welcome them in. We'll go to Tim first. Tim, good morning. Good morning. How are, How are you? you? Very well, very well. Now, now, did Brit or Greg fill you with uh, confidence? Because you get first choice in terms of who you would like to represent. None you. of them, really. So I'm really not sure anymore. <laughs> who's, All right, the, well, who's the best of a bad one? Give us one. Greg or Brit? Brit, please. Okay. All right. Okay, so very Tim's good. On team which means uh, Sasha in Lansdale, yes. hello. Hello. Hi. You will have uh, Greg playing for you. So, look, you guys don't have to do much, mm. but there could be a chance that Britt or Greg maybe just confer with you. So yep. just be on oh, your game. Oh, phone a friend. Yeah, you can phone a friend, okay. and you can actually full-blown go we to your friend. We might work together here, Timmy. And because, uh, uh, ask the question. But, right. um, hey, let's get moving. Let's, uh, let's get started on the Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Looking forward to this. And your host, Michael Bella, here we go. Uh, player number one. We will start um, with Tim, who is playing for Team Brit. Uh, okay, sorry. So, oh, no, starting with Brit, Mickey. not Tim. Jeepers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, starting with Brit. I started so well. Hey, player number one. Former number one for the West Coast Eagles. And Prince Charles lookalike, Brett Hetty. Ooh, big ears. <laughs> Brit Taylor. To the show from so, Brit Taylor, you are up. Uh, 110. 110 you've Ooh. gone with. Uh, Greg? No, I'm, I'm quietly confident here. And Sasha, I, I don't need your advice. I'll go for it. I think uh, 172. <laughs> that is confidence from Greg Hire. He said, Sasha, don't worry. You stay there. Away we go. Hey, well done, Greg Hire. 156. Oh, thank you. Come, 156. Very well done. And thank here you guys well were thinking, oh, we're going to be absolutely horrible at this. You guys have started well. I no, mean, my I I strategy is just to roll Tim. sort of around 100 mm. for all of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's <laughs> a bold two. strategy, Carton. Hey, number two, and we'll start with Greg for this one. Hey, sticking with number ones, former number one for the Fremantle Dockers and serial pest, now horse Ooh. trainer, Hayden Ballantyne. This is a good one. Um, I reckon a few injuries over his time. I reckon he'll go one... 84. 184 okay. for Greg. That's locked in. Brittany, tell I should know this because should I've know. had to do an interview yeah. with Hayden yeah. on a sportsman's night. Yeah. I just don't have my notes here mm. right now from don't, three yeah. years ago. Um, Tim, do you have any thoughts here? Um, oh, it's definitely, I don't think it's quite 200. 
No. So, what was your guess, Greg? Uh, can't tell you anymore. Uh, <laughs> time's ticking. Hey, good yeah, good time's good ticking fight. here, yeah. Britt. We need five. All right, let's Four. go. One hundred and fifty-five. One fifty-five. Jeez, whiz! I need some mathematics here because oh, uh, so he actually I. played one hundred and seventy-one oh. games. Yeah. Yeah. Greg's got it. Greg Hire has got it. So that's two zip. <laughs> How are you feeling, Greg? Sasha? Awesome. Thank you. I'm excited. uh, The winner of this, by the way, as we mentioned, not just the Hoyts family pass, but they're also going to spring loaded tonight at Red Hill Auditorium. What Mm. do you wear, Sash? Oh, Denim well, I jeans? don't know. It's probably cold. You want a coat tonight. Yeah, you want a coat tonight. <laughs> oh, Denim yes, jeans. definitely. Yeah. All right. All right, number three. Okay, we'll get back to the uh, fashion advice a bit later. But, hey, uh, <laughs> we're going to skip down to a dual code uh, player who was number one at Adelaide, went to the Gold Coast, and now he's at North Melbourne. Also could have been a Perth Wildcat, Hugh Greenwood. Ooh. We will start with Britt Taylor. Tim. <laughs> Just what's the number that comes to mind? Hey, Britt, stick with your theory earlier on. Mm. Okay, are we talking both teams? Let's say a hundred, all combined. Let's go a hundred. Well done, Britt. You've gone with a hundred. Well done. So, uh, Greg Hire. Okay. He's played four years at Gold Coast, a couple at North, which is his first year, and Adelaide. I reckon a hundred and sixteen. Got the biography out there mm. from Greg Hire on Hugh Greenwood <laughs> and Britt Taylor. Well done, yes! you. Well done, uh, Back going, 91. Oh, I, mm. yeah. You were right, though. Four seasons at I was just Adelaide. giving you a oh, head Mick. start early. Yeah, no, that's right. Here mm. we come, Tim. Mick, you said okay, go 100. 2-1, 2-1. Okay, a uh, current number one at the West Coast Eagles and a bloke who could lend you some frequent fly points if you required, Liam Ryan. Liam Flyn Ryan. Start one. Oh, my Greg. apologies. Um, I'll go um, 100. 100. That's a good <laughs> guess there from Greg. Uh, full, of, um, full of exploration in that guess. Hey, Britt, your turn. Are we going the Is overs it? or the unders? Tim? Uh, definitely under. We're looking at about the 75, I reckon. All right. 75, Let's, maybe. In Tim, we trust. Okay, you've gone with Tim, and uh, you know what? I'm going to cut off Sasha and Tim for this last question because it's too all. <laughs> he, yes. he did play 76 to date, Liam Ryan. So oh, somehow, hey, what's his recent search history, Tim? <laughs> yes, magically, <laughs> what, magically, Tim has well, gone mate? one game. All right, all right this is the decider. Good. The decider, and we will get through Man's this one really quickly. So, current number one for the Tigers, is this our possible theme, Viking. Yeah. And a man who could knock you up a good chest of drawers. He's a qualified carpenter, by the way. Nick Vloston. Nick Vloston. So we get no asking a friend on this one. Britt Taylor? Um, let's go 90. 90 for you. Greg I'm, Hire? I'm saying 142. 142. And I uh, guarantee you Britt Taylor has no idea who Nick Vloston is because he's won 176 games. Yeah. Three premierships. And well done to Unlucky. Greg and Sasha from Lansdale. Hey, Sasha, congratulations. Woo-hoo. Not only a Hoyts family pass, but you're also going to spring-loaded tonight at Red Hill Auditorium. So congratulations.
Thank you. That's great. Tim, I've got a surprise for you because you two are also going along to Spring Loaded oh, tonight. Oh, yeah. Both of you are winners. And thank awesome. you for taking part in the Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Oh, thank perfect. you. Cheers, guys. How good's that? Enjoy. You guys did a very good job. I can't believe it. No, that, they were bad. That, these oh, two were bad. Britt you, Brit, you were horrendous. Absolutely <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> Craig Hire is joining us this morning, mm. subbing in as the Medi sub. And you've been trawling through the Wikipedia for the most famous people from Shepparton, where, of course, Mickey Barlow is from. The great man. I was wondering that. And obviously, there's going to be a relevance as we speak to Will Brody's father uh, later on. But I was wondering who the, I guess, the greatest athletes of Shepparton. And I've gone through the list and I'm looking David Warapunda, Adamuze, uh, even uh, well, Gordon Retray. I don't even know who that is. But scrolling through the, the list... Mickey Barlow, you're not even on there, oh, mate. Oh, they haven't even made the list. I can't believe you don't know who Gordon Ratray is. He was born in 1898. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he played with uh, a coach, Fitzroy, actually, in the uh, former VFL. But um, hey, uh, no, there's a, a long... crowd fun written thing, isn't it? Maybe we there should make a... no, an update. No, mate, I um, talking about that. How you could edit? I had one. Uh, individual that played for the Perth Wildcats who was a, a very astute Christian man, very honest human being, and I edited mm. it to have some vulgar... <laughs> um, <laughs> about... Some scandals. <laughs> yeah, don't, about don't what he was doing. No, yeah, no, I don't want to be kicked no, no, off no. air, but... That's fair. I thought that was the greatest thing in the world that you could edit Wikipedia. So oh. you know what I'm doing straight after this? I'm heading to Geraldton, yep. and once I get there, get myself a pie, and then I'm mm. editing greatest shepherd athlete ever. Not even top. Greatest Beautiful. Shepparton athlete Steve. would be David Wurrapunda, followed by Mickey Barlow. Stephen mm. King's from there. <laughs> Alex Keith, the cricketer. Yep. Jason Trionides from St Kilda. Yeah. The, the was late in the great, war in Shepparton? The, the late, great Jared Lyle, who, who was a great yes. um, great golfer, unfortunately um, had some illness and has passed away. But he he was a tremendous golfer. And around Shepparton, he was royalty. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. It's time to talk motorsport with our good friend Greg Russ from Rusty's Garage Podcast, which, of course, you can get free on the listener app. Rusty, where do we find you this morning? Uh, Britt, Mickey, Greg, good morning to you. Uh, I'm actually chatting to you from New Zealand today, back in Australia for uh, TCR in the coming weeks. Big, big weekend coming up all over the place, including uh, GT cars at Bathurst for the 12-hour, MotoGP in France, but lots going on beyond that too. Uh, well, I want to talk about the uh, few new rules in Formula One with a bit of a jewellery <laughs> ban because what does this mean for Lewis Hamilton? All I ever see him in is bling. So he turned up, he's sort of protesting this and turned up at one of the press conferences in Miami with three watches and rings on every finger and so on. Uh, the thing I probably need to, to say from the outset is this is not a new rule, okay? It's been around for some time. It is a safety thing, as you can appreciate. You don't want some things potentially blocking airways or being a fire risk or, or whatever. Um, in Lewis's defence, he's saying, look, I've been wearing some of this stuff for two years and you've done nothing about it. The officials are now deciding to police it more strictly. Um, so this could come to a head at the biggest race of the year in Monaco in a few weeks' time. And they've given him a grace period to try and remove the, the nose ring in particular, which he says is not uh, easily done. And he does sound like he's, he's uh, going to stand firm in this regard because he's made comments like, well, we've got a reserve driver, so... You know, if they're going to um, bench me, um, we'll just put the reserve driver in. So it would be crazy to think that one of the greatest of all time would miss one of the biggest races of the year because of a, a blue over jewellery or an argument over jewellery. 
Um, but it could come to a head at, uh, at the famous Monaco GP. Rust, so much build up to the Miami Grand Prix. We saw <laughs> David Beckham, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. There was a massive turnout, mm. record TV ratings in the US, lots of publicity, but did it live up to the hype, mate? That's a very good question, and not everyone thinks that it did. If we didn't get that late race safety car, it could have been a borathon. So uh, already the drivers are talking about ways the track could potentially be improved for next year. They did make a, a slight loss on it, um, but and that's not to be expected given the way that they went to town with everything. It was very American, wasn't it, from uh, you know NFL helmets on the podium to police escorts to get to the podium, you name it. Um, the roll-up of celebs, as you said, was mm. huge. I thought some of them, David Beckham was excellent. I thought Handsome some man. of them, the, the Williams sisters, sure for example, <laughs> could have given Martin Brundle a bit more time on the grid. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was certainly a spectacle. Maybe we should be in Las Vegas next mm. year. Do you think we should do an outside broadcast from Vegas? Ooh, I have happening. already put it on the bucket mm. list. That is happening. <laughs> Dead set legends on the road. I'm not a regular on the show, but I will be for that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're the only people thinking of that either. But, hey, uh, Rusty, to finish up, uh, a man who's graduated from the world of supercars. He doesn't know if he's Arthur or Martha at the moment, Scotty McLaughlin. Talk he'd return to the Bathurst 1000, but now it seems he's uh, fully focused on the Indy cars in the U.S., He's doing amazing things over there and really wowing them. They they now uh, see and understand that they have a, a fierce and special rival in their in their ranks. This is going to be a big month for him with the, the month of May over there, particularly with the Indy 500 at the end of that. And, you know, just generally, he wants to keep his eyes on that. So he was talking in February about coming back to the Bathurst 1000. That unfortunately won't happen now. Dick Johnson Racing announcing yesterday that uh, Alex Davison will, in fact, partner his brother, Will, in that car. So Scotty will be a very interested onlooker from uh, from the States, that's for sure. But sadly, we won't get to see McLaughlin versus Van Gisberg in, in the two power or, or heavyweight teams, which would have been huge. It would have been. Mickey was looking forward to that. Yes. Van Gisberg, Van, Van and he's Gisbergen. your favourite. He's my favourite. SVG, he, Rusty. He is Good indeed. to hear he's going well. Thanks so much for joining us, Rusty. We love getting our weekly dose of motorsport. If you want more, you can get it at Rusty's Garage on the Listener app. Enjoy the weekend. Have a fantastic time. See you guys. Thanks, Rusty. The checkered flag's out for Rusty's motorsport update. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. The man of the moment in WA at the moment wearing purple is Will Brody, and it's a big weekend for him. He plays his old side, the Gold Coast Suns, in Queensland. We couldn't get Will. He's probably out there doing a captain's run or, or training at the moment. So we went to the next best thing. Mark Brody, Mark Boxer Brody, his father. W- welcome to the Dead Set Legends this morning. G'day, Mick. How are you, mate? Very well. Now, I understand you're actually not quite uh, at the best of health at the moment as well, so... We uh, do apologise for your voice and whatnot, but we really appreciate you coming on. Talk to us about how you found Will's transition uh, from red to purple. Oh, it's been great, mate. Yeah, as a family, we've just loved it. The way they've embraced him as a as a player, I suppose, and gave him the chance to play on his strengths and believe in him. And, and even from our point of view, too, just for us to meet all the families. Mm. You know, from back in February, you know, we had a barbecue at the Brayshaw's place in February and into the Cox's pub in Adelaide for round one. It's just been a trans- great transition for him and also for us as well. A lovely family environment. Now, I always love getting a little bit of insight from parents into what players were like in their younger days. Can you give us a little bit of insight from him as a little fellow? Does he always a footy obsessed? Um, yeah. I mean, he, he left home when he was young, 16, to go to boarding school. So, 
Um, we sort of lost, not touch, but certainly saw, saw Mr. Wallow's years when he was you growing up. You kicked him out, boxer. You've had enough of him. Kicked him out at 16. <laughs> yeah, no, well, his older brother went to boarding school, so he said, I might go as well. But but he was a handful, mate, when he was young. Absolutely. He was a nightmare, to be honest. My wife would say he was a nightmare. He was a shit stirrer to his brothers. He'd be always fighting them and wrestling them and loved John Cena on the trampoline, that sort of thing. So um, <laughs> it was good to see him go, mate. We needed that, which was good for him. I want to dig a little bit deeper there, mate. Uh, obviously, I love the nickname Boxer, but what was hanging on the walls of that of uh, Will's room? It's still there. It's still much, very much there. Like he's, as you guys have probably seen, the minute he has been a free A supporter for a long time, and there is, yes, there is some Barlow stuff there, absolutely. <laughs> yes. um, but I, I will admit that there's also Marcus Drum stuff there as well because oh. that's one of the things that gets forgotten a bit that he was also a big fan of Marcus Drum as well because he. Um, Obviously, went to Frio um, from Shep as well. Yeah, so, so the good Shep and uh, a connection there, Boxer, isn't there? In terms of Marcus <laughs> Drum went to Frio and uh, myself as well. But uh, great to see Will doing some, some really good things. Will he play with a bit of a chip on his shoulder this weekend? It is against the old side. There's been a bit said about not getting opportunity. Um, you know, he'll put, put that to the side, you'd imagine, uh, for the most part. But there would be a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he, he certainly um, enjoyed his time at the Suns. I mean, mm. obviously, it's just disappointing the way that he didn't get the opportunity and um, like he thought he may have got. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, he's still great mates with those boys and he always will be. You know, he he um, was very close to Darcy McPherson and Benny Ainsworth and Bozy and all those boys. And, mm. and um, you know, he'll be off hoping they do well tomorrow like like he does as well. So, um, but he's just loving being part of a, of a club, mate. He's just loving mm. loving the club um, that, um, well, it's a team. It's a footy town. We were there last weekend and saw it firsthand how much it's a, it's a real footy t- town, real footy team. And, that's what he wanted. He wanted to be part of something from the from the ground up, which what Gold Coast offered, I suppose, initially, but that never comes. So now the opportunity to be with that sort of situation at, at the Dockers is what he's after, to be part of something and a group. You mentioned that, obviously, WA is a, a footy-obsessed town. It's very different landscape to what would have been experienced at the Gold Coast. Has he spoken to you about the difference, I guess, to, to play in front of a, a stadium filled with Frio Dockers fans, a sea of purple at Optus Stadium? Absolutely, just the noise, you know, like we were last week, as I said ourselves, and just to experience the whole purple haze, you know, the whole ground, not just three quarters, the whole lot um, was amazing. And even like just going for a coffee down at Frio last, last Saturday after the game and just people to go and say, G'day Will, well played last night, great win. That's never happened to him before. It's all, it's all new um, and it's sort of, you know, something that he has to get his head around a little bit more, I suppose being in that, in that sort of bubble, but that's what he wants, to be a part of something and part of a club, and that's what Frio are now offering. And Boxer, so we'll let you go. I know you're in quarantine, health and safety protocols yourself uh, at the moment, so hope you're going okay in the garden there, but give us a quick prediction tomorrow, Fremantle versus the Gold Coast Suns there at Metricon. Yeah, well, is it wet up there? I oh, know it's obviously... It's always wet. Yeah. Always wet yeah. this time of year. The big, the big floods come. Yeah, it is wet. It's been raining... Uh, Torrential, uh, what's the word there? Torrential. Torrentially. <laughs> that torrential? Torrential yeah. rain there at Metricon Stadium. Jesus. <laughs> no, no I, think, I, think, I think we'll get over them. They'll, they'll definitely come. Mm. Gold Coast will come. They obviously need to get up and about, get on a bit of a run from their, from their eyes. But I think that the coach has got a great system going and across all lines. And once they can sort of just get over that sort of initial surge and then get on game on their terms, I think it'll settle down and they'll yeah, get away with it. As long as it's not too much of a slog, which it may be, but we'll see. Now, we've just looked on a bit of Wikipedia to look for Shepparton's greatest, any of the best sporting exports from the town. Mickey Barlow's name doesn't rate a mention. Should he be in the list of the greatest to come out of Shep? 
If you asked him about his game for a Dickham Reserve for Sheffield United, where he had the world record of disposal. In, in a day, wasn't it? Well, how was, many? Uh, it was, it was th- a 50 or 60, Mick. It was 30 in the thir- uh, the under-18s, and then I came off at half-time, and then um, they wanted me to play seniors as well, so I got 40. Um, what? Se- 70, 70 in the day, Boxer, what? wasn't it? <laughs> that doesn't yeah, no. count. I shouldn't rename the Oval. That is, that's a true story. That is a true story. I know he, he cards it up one day. You know, I didn't, um, that's always folklore here, that's for sure. But in answer, in answer to the question, we, I'm not in the top ten. It's a great sporting, it's a great sporting um, area is Shepparton, and Will Brody is doing it very, very proud. Thanks for joining us uh, this morning on the Dead Set Legends Boxer Brody. Thanks, guys. Go Dockers. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Uh, the Dockers in action tomorrow from 11 a.m. here on 92.9 Triple M. Of course, for McDonald's and Ream Hotwater Triple M rocks footy. Just Mickey Barlow just inserting himself everywhere. I just <laughs> Mickey. Um, but, Boxer, he pulled me into that one, the 70, 70 in a day. In, in fairness, I cannot believe we haven't heard that story already. I feel like we have, but we've just erased it from our brain. I mean, I've I definitely I... not heard. I'd remember 70 in a day. Mm, pretty impressive, isn't it, Britt? <laughs> 92.9 Triple M's Dead Set Legends next. Britt's best and maybe Xavier Ellis will be joining us for it as well. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. That's what we do. We try find you a winner every Saturday morning. But before I give you all the mail from the opening meeting at Belmont today, we've found our fearless leader, Xavier Ellis, on the line. Good morning, Zave. Hello. Oh, please. <laughs> the South African yeah, variant, Zave. South African variant's got me. It has not. I think you've been weak. When I had COVID, I just got the at-home kit and I sold it on because I, I didn't want to let the team down here on Dead Set Legends. You also didn't ride on a toy horse, though. To- I absolutely did not. Tell us what you've been doing this morning. Um, I've been healing very well, to be honest with you. Um, no, I've just been uh, babysitting or uh, it's called parenting, isn't it? Um, that's about it. <laughs> And in the form of trying to entertain your children by riding naked on a toy horse? How good is that horse? That's the best 400 we've ever spent. <laughs> it, it, it should never be used again after Xavier, this morning. If you do not get an endorsement deal from every single toy manufacturing company, True. I'm not sure what's going on because that should have gone viral. I've, I've sent it around to about a million people. It's, it's, it's it, should be, uh, it should be government standards. It comes to my house, I ride or sit on the toy and then it gets a stand. It's got a kid safe on it because I sat on it. How's the feedback been good. online? I, I can only imagine the views are mounting. Have you got a bit of free feedback from uh, the it's video? Funny, Brit, it's funny, Britt. A, a lot of females sliding into the DM. <laughs> <laughs> We cannot unsee oh. what we've seen. And if you haven't, well, don't be eating your breakfast, but go it, have a look. It's had 136 comments. Like oh it, is, it is going gangbusters, Zave. Surely there's well. blokes sliding in as well, mate. Oh, you know, mate, absolutely. I, I found myself on um, all sorts of, uh, what are they called? A fans only page or whatever, <laughs> whatever you subscribe to. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you make money off that, retired athletes. Only fans. Oh. All right. No Kevin. one's paying to see that. <laughs> Let, let's get into the best. So, Zave, you're here. You obviously want to get the finger going because I feel like it's uh, making some moves, is it? Well, it's a bit weird, actually. I just picked up my phone and looked at the app, and it, the app was like wouldn't open because they're scared of me to touch at the moment. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't choose this. It was chosen for me. I don't know who did it overnight, but oh. it's a six-legger. 
Yeah. yeah, okay. Oof. We're just going to go footy, just footy today, just just wins. No, nothing special, nothing fancy. Have you got a bit of time on your hands here, Zave? Six leg, <laughs> fire away. Yeah, really quickly. Richmond to beat Hawthorne, Port mm. to beat North, Geelong to beat Saints, Swans to beat Bombers, Brisbane to beat Crows, and down the bottom here we've got the Giants to beat the Blues. And that's $12.43. You put it in, you take yep. it out, and you go buy your wife or a husband a brand new toy. A, rockin', <laughs> a rocking horse. <laughs> I like it. Britt Taylor. I'm going a little bit more simple. Opening meeting at Belmont. Roma Cup Day, Italian Day out there. I'm going race three, Devoted, uh, who is number seven. And uh, race seven, I'm going Atlantis Beach, who is number five. So uh, they're my two. We'll have $25 on each of those. Very nice. Uh, Zach- we get a running tally. I feel like Britt and I are going okay at the moment. Uh, I'll have to get the running tally soon, but you obviously came through last week, Xavier Ellis. Last two weeks. You have yeah, the last you two have weeks. last yeah, two weeks. So no, things are going and, well. And started, and started with a $9 winner. Yes. I mean, can't do much more. You no, can't you do cannot. much more. No. Yes, well yeah, done, Xavier Ellis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Zay, get, get back to the horse. Enjoy the rest of your day. Put Thank you for on. joining us. See you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dead Set Legends here on 92.9 Triple H. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. Get more good podcasts on the listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.